you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends. Here again, closing out the week with my buddy and co-host, Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, how's it going? Do you think of me more as a buddy or a co-host? A buddy. Yeah. Well, good. Me too. Yeah, uh, I mean, technically we were friends before co-hosts, so. That's right. Know, that's, yeah. That's, that's, where, that's where the strength of this relationship is. Yeah, we bonded over standing in the Dodgers locker room hearing Andre Ether make fun of J.P. Howell. Yeah, exactly. So today we are going to talk about the Rule 5 draft. We're going to talk about who the Dodgers lost in the Rule 5 draft. And then Jeff is going to give a little filibuster slash monologue on what the Rule 5 draft is for those who don't know. But before that, a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcast. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. All right, real quick, some news beyond the Rule 5 draft. The Dodgers are nearing a minor league deal with Carlos Asuaje. If you remember the name, it's because he played with the Padres for parts of three seasons from 2016 to 2018. Played around the infield, mainly at second base, but also played, I guess he hasn't really played first, but he's played a little bit of third. And... Yeah, there's. No, I don't think there's too much on him. I don't expect him to be a key focus or key player for the Dodgers, but we've seen them make signings like this before, trades like this before, for a player of his caliber that ended up being something. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, his main notable feature as a ball player is that he's not very good, uh, which doesn't uh, strike me as a super notable signing. He does have a little bit of positional flexibility, or maybe they see more positional flexibility in him. Uh, but yeah, for me, th- this scream is minor league depth to me. Yeah, and the reason they need minor league depth, or partially, is because the Dodgers lost eight players in the Rule 5 draft uh, between the Major League version and the Minor League version on Thursday. They ended up picking up two players in the Minor League version but they're still at a net loss of six players. In the Major League version, Brett DeGuss was selected with the second pick by the Texas Rangers, and then Jordan Sheffield was taken with the seventh pick by the Rockies. Now those guys will have to remain on the team's active roster throughout the whole year, and then they go to waivers, and then if they clear waivers, they are offered back to the Dodgers, correct? Uh, Yeah, and we'll go over all that in the second segment today talking about what it means but it's not waivers if they if the team that took them doesn't want to keep them on the big league roster they have to offer them back to the Dodgers at half the price they paid for them but yeah they lost they lost to Gus and Sheffield two guys that I know Sheffield one we mentioned a little bit more than to Gus but both we I believe mentioned could be guys on the move uh, so Jeff are you surprised or, or what's your take on those two guys getting taken 
I am not surprised by either of them. Uh, we were a little bit surprised last year that, that Jordan Sheffield wasn't taken when the Dodgers left him unprotected. Uh, I, I said a week or two ago when we talked about this, when we saw who was and wasn't protected, that it seems like relief pitchers are the most likely targets in the Rule 5 draft because it's a lot easier to stash a guy in the bullpen for a whole season than on your bench, just with the nature of larger bullpens, smaller benches. And so I, I saw a lot of people fretting that uh, Estevez, what's his name, Omar? Omar Estevez was going to be taken in the draft. And for me, it never seemed very likely, and he ended up not being taken because he is an infielder. And it's hard to take a guy who's not ready for the big leagues and put him on your big league roster when you only have four bench spots available or whatever. So it made sense to me that it was going to be pitchers taken, and DeGus and and Sheffield were the most likely ones except for Marshall Kosowski. I was a little bit surprised that Kosowski didn't get picked, uh, but I wasn't surprised that DeGus and Sheffield did. Yeah, a couple guys that maybe barring some non-moves on the on the major league side or some injuries two guys that probably weren't going to make it or you know they have a few guys ahead of them so might not affect the Dodgers too much uh, you know who who knows they may end up coming back one of the guys who was taken in the minor league portion of the rule five draft Drew Jackson that's his second time taking the Rule 5 draft. He ended up coming back last year, two years ago, whatever it was. Also, the Dodgers lost Shea Spitzbarth, Tyler Gilbert, Errol Robinson, Chris Roller, and Marcus Chu with Spitzbarth, Errol Robinson, Drew Jackson. Probably the most recognizable names to Dodger fans. And Marcus Chu, for me, is recognizable because he had a pretty insane bat flip, I want to say, with the Quakes one time. Yeah, and Spitzbarth was... You know, maybe I only mostly recognize that because he follows me on Twitter. And so, uh, you know, so I follow him too. And so I see some of his workout videos and stuff. Uh, he's got really good stuff, uh, but has never, <laughs> basically like a lot of guys who get a lot of strikeouts. He also walks a lot of guys and struggles with command. And so, uh, you know, he, he's a guy you could definitely see him turning himself into a, a decent relief pitcher in the big leagues, uh, but he's 26 years old. A lot of these guys, that that's the nature of this, especially when you're talking about guys who, uh, you know, like Spitzbarth, he went to college. And so uh, he, he did three years of college and then was in the Dodgers minor league system long enough to be eligible th for the Rule 5 draft. At that point, that uh, prospect label has has maybe sailed a little bit. Uh, yeah, and, and so, like, Chu, I had forgotten about him until until you mentioned the bat flip. Yeah, not too many. I mean, same thing with the other guys. Names that we remember because they were either high draft picks or, you know, on some type of prospect list, but no guys that had a seemingly clear path or nobody. The Dodgers are probably going to lose sleep over. In terms of the two players they picked up, they picked up a catcher, Ryan January, who was in the Rays organization, they picked up, oh no, who was in the Diamondbacks organization, and they picked up an outfielder, Roymer Bolivar, who was, well, today's actually his birthday. Congratulations, you're a Dodger on your birthday, uh, who was in the Rays organization. Nothing, I mean, Bolivar had 
some good numbers, and I'm assuming this is their Dominican League team. Yeah, it's the Dominican Summer League. Yeah, their Dominican Summer League team who had some improvement over his previous. He hit 323 with the 903 OPS, uh, but he's 21 years old and hasn't been over here yet. And then Ryan January has played in the minors over here, uh, has had decent success at the plate for a catcher, um, at least from what you can expect. He had a really good first year in rookie ball, uh, but then has kind of regressed since then. So other guys that could possibly be depth guys, I don't think there's anyone here that we have to really worry about considering they are 21, 23 years old and we're just taking in the Rule 5 minor league version. Yeah, like you said, Bolivar, he had a really good season in 2019 in the Dominican Summer League, uh, but he was uh, more than a year older than the average player in that league. And so uh, in 2017, when he was a year younger than the average player, he was really bad. And then 2018, when he was about the age of the average player, he was uh, mediocre. And then when he was a year older than the average player, he was really good. And so uh, he would definitely need to take a big step forward for him to be a guy whose name we ever think about ever again. Realistically, all the names we just mentioned, I mean, DeGussin, well, we might see Jordan Sheffield this season, assuming he stays, the Rockies end up keeping him around. So we'll be seeing him. Uh, Brett DeGuss, we might not see. I'm, I don't know if we play the Rangers this season coming up. But either way, nobody to really lose any sleep over if you're a Dodger fan. And don't, with Carlos Asuaje as well, yeah, I don't think there's anyone we're going to be talking about next year. But who knows? Maybe there we will. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, we're going to come back, and Jeff is going to teach you all about the Rule 5 draft. But before that, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar. It's hard to not keep saying this. I'll, I'll tell a story of Built Bar. Built Bar are perfect if you – let's just say you wake up early, go to the gym, but you need you need something in your system – but you don't necessarily want to have an actual breakfast. You just want a quick little something. Bill Bars are perfect for that. You get your protein in. You know, go get your your lift on or your cardio on, whatever you prefer, and then you're you're set to go. Or maybe you need something after you work out in order to replenish and get that get get you ready to to go about the rest of your day or the rest of your night, however, whenever you work out. Bill Bars are perfect for that. Let's just say you need a snack in the middle of the day. You know that two thirty feeling. Built Bars are perfect for that. So Built Bars can pretty much fit in in your schedule anywhere. And right now you can go to BuiltBar.com and get 20% off your order with the promo code Locked On. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On for 20% off. And keep it Locked On Dodgers. All right, next week's show, we got a couple things for you coming your way. One thing for sure will be talk about baseball cards, Dodger cards, baseball cards in general. Jeff is a huge baseball card collector. He says more than his wife would like him to be. That's that's his quirk about it. And he'll be talking with other people that collect baseball cards, and they will get into, I'm sure, a wide variety of categories in the baseball card world. So make sure to come back next week to make sure you hear about that. And now we're going to get into our obscure former Dodgers. So Rule 5 draft, I went to search for players that were either selected or taken from the Dodgers in the Rule 5 draft. I don't think we've done this guy before, and he's probably one of my least favorite Dodgers ever, and that's Shane Victorino, who was on the Dod- drafted by the Dodgers and then picked up by the Phillies in the 2004 Major League Rule 5 draft. Obviously, Victorino, we know, went on to have a 
cool career with the Phillies and was annoying in the in the playoffs against the Dodgers and just annoying in general to me personally. He ended up getting traded to the Dodgers in 2012 and did not do great at all. Hit 245 playing left field in 53 games and then he ended up going to the Red Sox. I don't know how he turned 245 and 53 games with the Dodgers into a three-year $39 million deal with the Red Sox but hey the Red Sox seemed to throw out money like that and especially back then and yeah I mean if you know baseball if you watch baseball you know Victorino and he kind of bounced around after that retired in 2018 uh, and I'm sure he's a great guy and he I know he does some good things in the community but just as a baseball specifically Dodger fan Shane Victorino, not my favorite person. Yeah, Victorino was actually taken in the Rule 5 draft twice. Uh, in 2003, or at the end of 2002, uh, the 2002 Rule 5 draft, the Padres took him. And then he played, got 83 plate appearances with them and was terrible, had an OPS plus of 14. And the Padres said, we can no longer hide this guy in our big league roster. So they gave him back to the Dodgers. And then the Dodgers again didn't protect him for the 2003 draft and the Phillies took him then uh and so yeah he he's one of the the rare guys who like you were mentioning uh was it Drew Jackson whoever it was uh being taken twice that was Shane Victorino's path I thought you might do uh you know for your obscure former Dodger talking about guys who were taken away from the Dodgers in the rule five draft I thought you might do your dad's favorite player Roberto Clemente because he was a Dodger and then was taken in the rule five draft yeah, I thought about it, but he had an, a whole episode dedicated to himself, to him one time, or a half episode at least. So, and, you know, anytime I can bash Shane Victory, you know, I'm going to take that chance. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's move on. So, Jeff, we're moving on to your portion of the show. We're not sure if you fans know what the Rule 5 draft is exactly. I'm not even sure I could fully explain what the Rule 5 draft is exactly. I have a general idea of it. But Jeff, you know, he just he's an encyclopedia and he knows what the Rule 5 draft is. So, Jeff, I'm going to let you take it away. You know, I, I don't know how interesting. It's super interesting to me. But one thing I've discovered in my lifetime is that there are a lot of things that are super, super interesting to me that nobody else cares at all about. Uh, but I I'm the kind of person when I hear about something that seems interesting, I read up about it. I study up about it. And the Rule 5 draft is one of those things because I used to, I, I had heard of it, but I didn't really know what it meant. And so when you hear things like Roberto Clemente could have been a Dodger, but they lost him in the Rule 5 draft, you'd be like, wow, why don't I hear more about this? And then you like, but Roberto Clemente and Johan Santana are like the only guys ever mentioned when you're talking about guys who actually turned into great players who were taking the Rule 5 draft. And that's because it's very rare that you have a great player taking the Rule 5 draft. And that's just because of the way it's set up. So I'll try to give a, a primer or a primer, as some people say, uh, about the Rule 5 draft in a way that's uh, educational, but also not super boring. And so I'm not going to cover all the ins and outs, but uh, basically the point, the purpose of the Rule 5 draft as it exists right now is so that teams can't just uh, sign a player and stash him in their minor leagues until they have room for him. Basically, it's a way to say, you know what, it's not fair. It's not fair to the ball player to, you know, it, just because the major league team doesn't have room for him doesn't mean they should just be able to keep him in AAA indefinitely. And so 
to be eligible to be on the in the Rule 5 draft, it's it depends on your age at the time that you signed uh, or age the year you signed and and then how long you've been in the organization. So players who are 18 or younger on June 5th uh, of the year that they signed with their team uh, have one rule and players who were 19 or older at that time have a different rule. So if you're 18 or younger, so basically it means if you were drafted out of high school, uh, th this applies to you. Uh, you, if you're drafted out of high school and this is your fifth rule five draft coming up, you are, and you're not on the 40 man roster, you are eligible, eligible to be taken. If you were 19 or older, so drafted out of college, and it's your fourth Rule 5 draft, you're eligible to be taken if you're not on the 40-man roster. And so if that we, we talked about Shea Spitzbarth, for example. He went to three years of college. The Dodgers drafted him in 2015, and, and he signed, so he was 22 or whatever. So Spitzbarth is in that second category because he was 19 or older, and so 2015 was his first Rule 5 draft, 16, 17, 18, um, or maybe he was drafted in 16, maybe I, uh, but, but anyway, so maybe he was eligible last year too. Uh, but either way, he, he has been in the organization long enough and isn't on the 40 man roster. And so he was eligible to be taken, uh, where this really gets interesting sometimes is we saw last year, the Dodgers had to add Cabert Ruiz to their roster, their 40 man roster, even though he was only 20 years old because he signed, uh, at such a young age um, and so he was eligible even though he was still super young and probably he wasn't ready for the big leagues yet but uh, you know they added him to the 49 roster and then he did get a little cup of coffee this year in the big leagues and so uh, that's the eligibility is if you've been in the organization for a while and you're not on the 40 man roster yet so then if you get taken in the 40 in the rule 5 draft the team that drafts you has to pay $100,000. Uh, so the the team that took, Brett, when the Rangers took Brett DeGus, that costs the Rangers $100,000. And then, uh, so that money goes to the Dodgers. And then the, the requirement is Brett DeGus now has to be on the Rangers major league roster all year for the 2021 season. They cannot send him to the minors. Now, they can put him on the injured list, but uh, there are two caveats about that that I'll get to in a minute. So you have to either be on the active roster or the major league injured list for the entire season. If not, then you have to be offered back to your the team you were taken from for half the cost. So if the Rangers decide they can't keep Brett DeGus on their big league roster, they have to say, Dodgers, do you want him back for $50,000? And most of the time, the Dodgers would say yes. Uh, at least if it's a, you know, like in the Shane Victorino situation we talked about, the Padres took him, couldn't keep him on, so they offered him back at half the price. And those numbers fluctuate how much the actual cost is. Right now it's $100,000 and $50,000. Uh, the, the two caveats, uh, I mentioned you can be on the injured list, but A, the commissioner has pretty broad discretion if he believes that a team is hiding a guy on the injured list, meaning... Uh, he's no longer injured, but they're keeping him on the injured list because they don't want to have him on their big league roster. The commissioner has broad discretion to 
act in whatever way he feels is appropriate in that situation, whether it's punishing the team, giving the player back to the other team, a combination of those things. The commissioner could do a lot of things there. And the other thing is, if the guy does get hurt and say he, say you take a guy in the Rule 5 draft and then in his first appearance, he blows out his elbow and has to have Tommy John surgery. Well, there's a rule that they have to be on the big league roster for a, at least 90 days, not necessarily in that year. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll go back a little bit. Once you've once you've gotten through that first year of having the guy on the big league roster, then he's yours, and you could do you could do whatever you want with him. And we saw that a few years ago, the the Padres actually took three or four guys in the Rule Five draft, the Major League version, and had three or four Rule Five draftees on their big league roster uh, because the Padres knew they were going to be bad that year, and they wanted these guys. And so, I know there was a, a catcher. I can't remember his name right now. Torres. Uh, or Torrens, Luis Torrens, I think is his name. And the Padres took him in the Rule 5 draft, kept him on their roster all season. He was terrible. And then the next year, they sent him back to high A. He was playing in Lake Elsinore, my hometown, a year after being in the big leagues for the whole season. So so once you get through that first year, the guy is yours and you can do whatever you want with him, send him to the minors or whatever, unless he didn't last 90 days on the active roster uh, in that first season. So even if he he qualified to stay in your organization because he was on the injured list, but if he wasn't on the active roster for 90 days, you still have to fill those days. So so let's say, for example, let's say you, you take a pitcher and in his first appearance, which is the third day of the season, he blows out his elbow and has Tommy John surgery. So he he you get to keep him because he's in your organization. He's on the major league injured list, but he only spent three days on the active roster that means the next year you have to keep him on your active roster for the first 87 days of the season before you are past that period. If you don't keep him on the active roster for those 87 days, then you have to offer him back to his team. Let's say he comes back from Tommy John surgery the next May and he is on the roster for a month and then uh, sprains his ankle and goes on the injured list. That clock stops counting you know he's now got 33 days on the active roster you have to get to that 90 days on the active roster before you're allowed to send that guy to the minors is basically what it boils down to and and so you you see that a lot where when the calculus that goes into a team's decisions on who to take in the in the rule five draft is is this a guy who we can stomach having on the major league roster all year and so seeing a team like teams like the Rockies and the Rangers, that's not a coincidence that it's two teams that are probably not planning on contending in 2021. Those are the teams that take guys in the Rule 5 draft. It's not a coincidence that the Dodgers haven't actually taken a guy in the major league version of the Rule 5 draft in years because the Dodgers have been good. They're not going to take a guy, a 22-year-old uh, guy who's not ready for the big leagues or a 26-year-old guy with command problems, they're not going to take these guys knowing they have to put them on the major league roster because the Dodgers are filling their roster with major league players. The Rangers and the Rockies and teams like that aren't so interested in filling their team with major league players. They are building for the future. And so that's what the Rule 5 draft that allows you to take a chance on guys like Brett DeGus and Jordan Sheffield who aren't ready for the big leagues right now 
aren't ready to be on a team's 40 on a good team's 40-man roster, but they can be hidden in a bad team's bullpen for a season. So I think that covers the major league portion of the Rule 5 draft. The minor league portion is very similar. Just bump everything down a level, bump everything down to trip to the AAA level. And there's we always hear about the 40-man the roster and guys who are added to the 40-man roster to protect them from the, from the Rule 5 draft. It's the same thing. There, there is a similar list for the triple a roster there's it's like a 38 man triple a roster so it's the next 38 guys who aren't on the 40 man roster but they are they are on the triple a roster and you can protect those guys uh from the rule five draft and then uh and anybody below that can be taken but the same caveat is they have to be on the triple a roster the next year for the whole time or given back. There's the same thing. You pay money for the player. It's a lesser amount. I think it's 12,000 or it's 24,000 and then it's 12,000. You have to offer him back for if you don't keep him in AAA. Um, and, and basically anybody, uh, it, it, it's the same basic thing, but you never, ever, 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 ever see guys taken in the minor league version, uh, a portion of the rule five draft who ever become anything notable. Some of them eventually make the big leagues, but these are minor league filler players, guys who maybe you take a, a wing and a prayer on them, but they're, they are not going to be impact players. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm missing here. Uh, like I mentioned, Johan Santana is the most famous recent Rule 5 draftee. He was in the Astros organization and the uh, the Astros put him uh, on or didn't put him on their 40 man roster in 1999. And you recall the Astros were competing then. They had Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio. The, the Astros, uh, it was six years later, they actually went to the World Series. So the Astros were in a competitive phase and Johan Santana had command issues and wasn't ready to be in the big leagues. So they didn't protect him. The twins took him. They stashed him in their bullpen for a year. He wasn't very good, but he ended up being a, a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame now and isn't, unfortunately, but that's a different episode. Uh, but so Johan Santana is the kind of guy you see who there's a chance could turn into something. You know, maybe Jordan Sheffield finds something in Colorado. I hear that's a really good place for pitchers to go to find themselves. Uh, but, you know, maybe he finds something and ends up being the next Johan Santana. Uh, it's not likely, but it's possible. And I'll finish with my favorite Rule 5 story of all time, which is in 1988, uh, the, the Atlanta Braves, they were a really bad team. They were not, they were a couple years away from getting competitive. Uh, they had Tom Glavin and John Smoltz, but they weren't yet, hadn't yet established themselves. And so the Braves were really bad which meant they got the first pick of the Rule 5 draft. Uh, coincidentally, maybe part of the reason they were really bad was because their front office was so disorganized that they forgot to put one of their top prospects on their 40-man roster and protect him in the Rule 5 draft. His name was Ben Rivera, and the Braves just forgot. They said it was a, a paperwork mishap. They forgot to add him to their 40-man roster. So the Braves had to use the first pick of the Rule 5 draft to draft their own player. 
because he otherwise somebody else is going to take him. So they had to pay the money, uh, not to themselves. I think it just went to the league or whatever, uh, because they had to draft their own player in the Rule Five draft, which meant they also had to keep him on the big league roster that next year because they had drafted him in the Rule Five draft. And so I don't know what they would have done if uh, maybe there's just no more loophole that you have to offer offer him back to your other team. If you don't keep him in the big leagues, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't really know how that works, but I do know that you are technically allowed to draft your own player. So if the Dodgers had had a change of heart in the last two weeks and decided we don't want to lose Jordan Sheffield uh, and he had still been available, which he wasn't, but if he had been available when it was their turn to pick, they could have drafted him. But as far as I know, the Braves are in 1988 are the only team ever to draft their own player in the Rule 5 draft. And beyond that, Vince, I don't know. Do you have any other specific Rule 5 questions? Think of anything that I missed? No, I think you got it all, at least in the general in the general talk of it. Uh, you know, that was all worth it for the last story. So I'm very happy with it. One little uh, addition, talking about Roberto Clemente, the Rule 5 draft was different back then. The Rule 5 draft, as it currently exists, has basically been around since 1965. Uh, before that, there was what they called the bonus baby system, which was if a if a player, they didn't have a draft back then, they just had free agency. And if a, a player signed for more than, I think it was a $5,000 bonus, uh, that player had to spend the next year in the big leagues or be eligible for the Rule 5 draft. So it's why Sandy Koufax was in the big leagues in 1955 as an 18-year-old, even though he wasn't ready to be in the big leagues yet because the Dodgers had paid him a $12,000 signing bonus or something, and uh, and so they had to keep him on the roster. Roberto Clemente was the same situation. The Dodgers gave him a bonus, and then they tried to hide him in the minors. They f- filled out fake scouting reports about him, saying that he wasn't very good, all sorts of stuff, just trying to throw other teams off the scent, but the Pirates didn't fall for it, and they did take him the Rule 5 draft. But that was a different version of the Rule 5 draft than what exists today. So. Got it. All right, that is uh, great. And if you have any other questions, you should make sure you shoot them to Jeff. If not, then you are all caught up and know what exactly the Rule 5 draft is. So congratulations. You can tell your friends and family about it. And tell me that you learned on Locked On Dodgers, and they should subscribe to that podcast. Uh, all right, Jeff, you got anything else before we're out for the weekend? No, just a, a plug. If, if there's any other dumb, mundane topics like the Rule 5 draft that you want me to explain... Uh, I don't know if you could tell while I was talking, but I really enjoy talking about minutia of, of pointless things. And so if there's something that you would find interesting and that you think our other listeners might too, uh, you know, shoot me over a message and, and I'll see. It's e- I'm sure it's either something I know about or something I would enjoy learning about. So, so I'm always open to those ideas. Or possibly something we've done. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. That concludes another week. If you haven't listened to all the episodes from this week, go ahead and go back and do that. They're all fairly evergreen, a little bit of new sprinkled in, but all fairly evergreen content. So make sure to go back. We still have interviews with Cody Hosey and Josiah Gray. If you want to listen to those, just go back a little bit more. We got a lot of other stuff that's good and a lot of good stuff coming up. So make sure to subscribe. Make sure you're listening every day. If you're not listening every day, make sure to bump up your you're listening to one more a week than you already do and make sure to tell your friends and family make sure to follow us on social media twitter and instagram at locked on dodgers jeff is on twitter at snyder i'm at vince samperio if you want to call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text 
do so at 323-863-LOCK. That's 5625. Or shoot us an email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday. D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all hard. All heart and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.